Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. Welcome back. Start of the 2019 season. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The 11th-ranked Aggies open the season with a bang on Thursday night, blowing out Texas State 41-7 at Kyle Field. 41-7, a 34-point win right at the number, too, in Vegas. Man, those guys do a good job of predicting that don't they it was right there the Aggies had two turnovers right there in the go- in the red zone one at the one yard line and one at the goal line and had to kick twice uh when they got the ball inside the 10 that thing could have been in the 60s or 70s pretty easily I think in this game but still you walk away with a 34 point win at Kyle Field in the opener not a real sloppy game at all on either side of the football a couple of things you definitely want to clean up but leading the way for the Aggies offensively quarterback Kellen Mond The guy was masterful in the game. He passed for 194 yards and three touchdowns. He ran in another score. A&M also had two 100-yard rushers as well. Sean Corbin, the sophomore, went for 103 on 22 carries. He had a touchdown run and a touchdown receiving. And also true freshman Isaiah Spiller. His dad played at A&M, Fred Spiller. He ran for 106 yards on seven carries. That include Included an 85-yard run from scrimmage. That ties for 10th all-time. And it's coming in his very first game as a college player, as a true freshman. Uh, the opening, the, defensively, the Aggies racked up four interceptions as well. But they had five interceptions in the regular season last year. They had four interceptions in the season opener on Thursday night in the win against Texas State. And, and held the Bobcats to just eight yards rushing as well. That's a... That's a low in the Mike Elko, Jimbo Fisher era here through 14 games. The opening night win over the Bobcats sets the stage for perhaps the best non-conference matchup of the college football season in week two when the Aggies travel to Clemson to take on defending national championship uh, Tigers next Saturday. The Tigers defeated Georgia Tech also on Thursday night, 52-14 to in their home debut. That's a debut game on the S- on the new ACC Network as well. Well, coming up on the program, we'll dive deep into the win over Texas State and much more. We'll be joined by Olin Buchanan, Billy Lucci of TexAgs.com, and former A&M quarterback Trevor Knight. That's all coming up next on the TexAgs Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter and Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter and Company can do for you. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. 
Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost's super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But for free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 9-16-19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Welcome back. It is the Tech Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's look back in depth on the 41-7 win over Texas State Thursday night at Kyle Field. We've got Olin Buchanan, Tech columnist and Heisman Trophy voter with us here in studio. The guy was really, really good, and you saw the difference. Six for 75 and a touchdown. He was he was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, that, that one-yard catch. I mean, it's just one yard. No one's going to... You know, over you know get crazy about a one yard catch but it was a it was a really good catch i thought he hit the pylon on the play down to the one yeah you know, my ball prediction so yesterday was that he had two he was going to have two touchdowns <clears throat> and that leon and damani were going to have picks well damani didn't well, but leon, leon is leon nice did. shoestring grab yeah. you know what and and going back to one of the other things i'm really wondering if we're going to see in obvious passing situations uh for the opponent i wonder if they're going to take Bobby Brown out of the game and re- and substitute in PV because he seems to be a better pass rusher. Well, that's interesting because in a sub package yesterday, early third quarter, they went with three down linemen. They didn't do it a lot, but they went with three down linemen and they had Matabike, PV, and Tyree Johnson, I believe, if I remember that correctly. And in fact, they had Wilson and Johnson in together when Wilson got the sack. Remember, Johnson made yeah. the play in the face of the quarterback and pushed him back to the blind side, and uh, Wilson made that play. And they had both those guys, the two Tyrees, Tyrees the double Tyree. Tyree. Yeah. They had them standing up, both of them. And the two down linemen were PV and Matabike. So was, yeah. that was yeah. pretty interesting. So uh, PV really is a good pass rusher yes. from the inside. So. Yeah. What effort, too, on that sack. Yeah. That where, you know, where he, just he ran, ran out him out of bounds, but – you know, the guy was trying to save his skin, and I don't blame him. The defense, though, yesterday, OB, uh, again, Texas State, but it's Bob Stitt and Jake Spavitone. You know, they have a game plan. I've been thinking about this for months. They come in there, and, and Jake told Alex Miller of the Dallas Morning News, oh, we bailed on the run game early second quarter. We knew that there's no way we're running on these guys. And they ran for all of eight yards and, and got picked off four Twelve times. of those, the longest run, 12-yard run, was by the quarterback – can't even say his name, mm-hmm. the backup who yeah. came in. And yeah, Jensen. It, it was almost a, uh, a a sack, and he was just able to escape it. And, and because of the pass rush, there was an opening. So he's at, but yeah, it was almost a safety. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that close. So yeah. Um, th- yeah. The run defense was really good. Again, I don't want to overreact. It was Texas State, and they had problems uh, running the ball. And, you know, the old Jimmies and Joes be the X's and O's kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but again, that's what you're supposed to do. They came out and yes. did what they were supposed to do. They shut them down. You know, by the numbers, nine of the 13 drives for Texas State lasted five plays or less. I mean, a lot of it were three and outs. They had and one, they two, compl- three, four, five three and outs. Eight of the drives were 25 yards or less, and six of them were under 10 yards. Six out of 13 drives, almost 50%. Now, I'm even counting the end-of-half possession. So let's just go 12 full-fledged possessions for Texas State, a lot of them on threes and fours down the stretch, and half of them got under 10 yards. And, and you know, They did what they're supposed to do. They, they did, and they actually had, Texas State did, some really acrobatic catches 
to keep uh, the drives going. I can think of, yep. and, and about two or three right on the sidelines where they just barely got in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we're giving right. their quarterback credit for putting it right where it had to be, the only place it could be completed. So uh, as good as those stats are, really, if you really put it on their microscope, it was even better. Yeah. All right, move of the game presented by Crossroads Moving and Storage. <laughs> Wherever you're headed, Crossroads will take you there. And they'll go all over the United States and Coco, even Canada. When you no. need to move, Crossroads is your source. Go see Cody in summer, but I hope she stays in the United States right here in Aguiland for a little while. And see the difference. Welburn Road, just south of Hullabaloo Diner over there on uh, just south of Welburn. Crossroads, moving and storage. I bet they could even take you all the way from Halifax to, to Vancouver. That'd oh, be a long easily. That'd be a long way, right, Courtney? It would be a really yeah. long way, yes. It would be. <laughs> like, she agrees that'd with you. It'd be like Miami to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to you don't probably don't want to do that, but if they had to, they would certainly do it. What was your move of the game? Okay, you my move of the game really had very little to do with the outcome. Um, and I'll tell you, but but I'll have to explain it. So my move of the game was that Fisher uh, did something that we we were incredulous why his predecessor never did, and that is to bring Bobby Brown off the defense and put him in the backfield in short yardage. We talked about it. Didn't really make never him. did it with Mac. But we we were always kind of remember uh, before A and M had all these problems in past years scoring uh, from inside you know close range or moving the, the sticks inside right. one yard in, in short yardage mm-hmm. and we kept always wondering why didn't, wouldn't he just bring Dalen Mack in and and use him as a lead blocker and and never did because there was no um, uh, there was no creativity there was no uh, thinking outside the box. And and just the fact that they would that, that they would bring him in just gives me optimism or not that I needed it about Jimbo Fish, but to say, look, I'm gonna do the bet I can see that there are other ways, uh, other things I can do that can help me. I don't have to to leave a guy on the sidelines when I'm on offense just because he's a defensive tackle. And so yeah. it, it wasn't a big deal. As in terms of of productivity, but I liked it. That showed me just too. one more reason to feel just one more small, well, big reason with Bobby, but small uh, reason as far as the move itself uh, to feel really good about yeah. everything that they do um, with, with this coaching staff. 100% when you consider that um, Mazzoni had a package at UCLA before he came to mm-hmm. the year before he yeah. came to AM where he had two defensive ends and Miles Jack on offense. Right. And Miles Jack had seven touchdown runs that year, I believe. And they had Dalen Mack at their disposal and didn't do it, considering Mazzoni has that in his playbook and the old end zone offense. And he ne- they never pulled it out. But that was cool. Courtney Davis even told us after the game Justin Matabike does that too. And there's a decent yeah. chance in a jumbo set you might see both of them. But Baldry was blocking so yeah. well, you didn't need Mad Dog in there because you had Baldry. I thought he was really good yesterday. Here was Buddy Johnson. This is the best quote of the press yes, conference. Was. Buddy Johnson on Bobby Brown playing offense. Well, it's funny because uh, actually in practice, Bobby disappeared. We was in walkthrough. We was like, where'd Bobby go? So we come to find out we get in goal line uh, against the offense and Bobby's on the other side. And I was like, I'm not finna hit Bobby, you know. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, having him in there – I mean, that's probably what the other team's saying, so that's big for us. <laughs> it's so funny. You don't meet many Dallas kids who are afraid of the microphone. They're just so comfortable. There's another Buddy Johnson, Cam Buckley, Bobby Brown. These Dallas kids in Dallas-Fort Worth, they're just so comfortable around the microphone, and he's another yeah. one. He's really good. Yeah, and, uh, and he's a good linebacker. He had a heck, yeah, of, a, he heck was of a awesome. football game. Yeah, he did. And if he keeps playing like that every game – yep. Um, all those questions and concerns about the linebacker are all mm-hmm. uh, unnecessary. My move of the game was Leon's pick. A, it was a very acrobatic, outstanding catch to to go get it off your shoestrings and make sure the ball does not hit the turf, to pull it up and then tuck your body. It's the perfect textbook way to go get that thing. Tuck your body so you fall on your back and the ground can't cause the fumble. But A&M, after punting in its first possession, had uh, just scored a touchdown 
and got up seven nothing. I'm remembering this right, right? They got up seven nothing and just scored a touchdown, and then O'Neill blew the lid off of Kyle Field. The celebration was every bit as good as the pick. I thought he was going to get flagged. He ran to the end zone after that touchdown or that pick, which was like at the forty yard line or something like that, and that led to the big pass to Davis that was dropping two plays later. The big pass to Jamon that was caught forty yards, and then Corbin scores in the old Bobby Brown jumbo set. At that point, the ball game was over. We all knew it. It was 14 to nothing, and Kyle Phil was fired up. I thought that was a really good portion of the game. Well, it was a, a, a nice pick. Definitely set the, the tone for what was to come. I thought Miles Jones had a heck of a game. Ronnie yeah. Elam. Yes. yes. Ronnie Elam may have been the most impressive guy on defense as far as statistics go. Mm-hmm. You know, he had he had a, uh, an interception, some. Uh, a sack. Five tackles, a sack, Five. a pick, and two pass breakups. Yeah. So yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie Elam That pick was one-handed. That was that was a thing of beauty. He's and he pl- ran it back about 20 yards. Yeah, so he, so he had a really nice game. Probably the best game of his career. Well, yeah, he's now. this year's Dylan uh, Deshaun Caper-Smith. Well, we'll see. Same position. Again, I'm not going to overreact to who they play. Yeah, but Deshaun Caper, I'm not, telling, I'm not saying he's Armani, right? I mean, let's be real. He actually has done more in his career than Caper Smith ever did until his senior year. Let's see if it's something that we're going to see that kind of play from him all year long. Yeah, yeah. Reasons. I mean, to be... all year long, he's not going to have a sack and interception and all that mm-hmm. all year long. But let's see if he goes out and, yeah. and 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 plays at a at a relatively high level all year. Miles Jones was really good, Ob. Boy, he was really good yesterday. Not just the two picks, but I thought he covered well on that field side. He did, and and that's what they need him to do. And and we've talked before. There were reasons to believe that the the secondary is going to be better, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons is we always talk. As, there's very often, not always, very often you'll see guys make a significant leap, significant strides forward yep. from sophomore to junior year. And oh, by the way, as well as they played in the secondary, probably their best corner, if not best defensive back, remember was uh, was suspended. Yep. So we'll DB see when DB on Renfro's back out. We'll have more with Olin Buchanan and be joined by Trevor Knight, former AM quarterback next as the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report rolls along on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Olin Buchanan with us in studio, Texas columnist, and joining us right now on the phone line to look back on that win over the Texas State Bobcats is former A&M quarterback in 2016, Trevor Knight with us. Um, yeah, I felt pretty comfortable all night, and um, I just kind of goes back to offseason. You know, I prided myself on a lot of footwork stuff, um, you know, just keeping my same base and, you know, Always got to, no matter what, trust your offensive line and back to pick something up. Obviously, I know I'm going to get hit um, someplace, but um, just got to trust your eyes and, you know, feel the rush. So I feel like just kind of a lot of the work that I put in this offseason kind of led me to have a good game tonight. It's Calamon who went 19-27 with 194 and three touchdowns. Also rushed for a touchdown, did throw one pick. A big opening night for for Kellamon and the Aggies, 41-7 over Texas State. Welcome back. Gabe Bach and Olin Buchanan with you. Tex-Ags Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers. We're in the Rollo Insurance Studio. We invite you to be a part of the conversation by calling or texting. What did you see last night, 41-7, and the win over Texas State to open it up in 2019? Let's get one of our good buddies and former A&M quarterback Trevor Knight joining us right now and get his take on the game. Trevor, how you feeling this morning, man? Doing well. I mean, Aggie win, open up the uh, open up the season. Um, thought there was a lot of great things out there on the field, um, as everybody saw, and uh, I'm happy about it. Woke up this morning uh, feeling great about uh, about heading into next week, which we know is a big one. Oh yeah, Trevor, what's the uh, the the quarterback in you? The uh, y- your evaluation appraisal of what you saw from Kellen Mond. You know, I, I was impressed from the, the very beginning. I just felt like his demeanor um, picked up right where he left off last season. A lot of guys, regardless if you've played in games before, if you've played well before or really bad before, it doesn't matter. First game of the year, you always come out there and there maybe are some, you know, first series, first couple series jitters. I know we went three and out there at the beginning, but for me, watching Kellen's demeanor and then the way that he was throwing the ball, he had some mid to late season wow throws in that game. 
that you were just like, man, this kid has put in, like he just said on the, on the interview intro, that he's put in some work in the offseason with these receivers. They're on the same page. I'm excited to see where he goes, you know, week two, week three, let alone week seven, eight, nine. How, how pleased were you or impressed were you, too, with just clearly he's got we, – we talk about he knew the playbook last year, but now he's got command of the whole thing, it seems like. You know, Jamon Osmond made a comment about a week ago that it's now a process of elimination when he steps to the line instead of, oh, shoot, what do I need to do next? It's Now it's like, all right, I'm not going there, I'm not going there, I'm not going there, there's the spot, right? I mean, that how, how pleased have you been with just the growth that he's showing so far mentally? Well, it's been really nice to watch him win the job. Um, you know, well, let's go back even before that. You know, he was he was battling it out with Nick Starkle that first year and, you know, went had some bumps in the road um, and then kind of took over last year and we saw him progressively get better and better and better. And now last night you see now that he's a mature, he's an upperclassman, um, he's a mature player and, and he's a leader of this ball team. And I thought, again, his demeanor, his comfort level, and the way he was throwing the ball and, and really leading that entire team, not just the offense, uh, was, was a bright spot. Um, I think there was a lot of questions coming in, at least there was in my mind, of, okay, we, we had some, some really big moments last year. What's the 2019 Aggie team going to look like? How'd they, how'd they work together in the offseason? How did they develop culturally? And, again, I, I'm super pleased this morning waking up after the last game tonight, last night's game, excuse me. Um, offensively or defensively, was or even special teams for that matter, was there anything that really struck you where you said, that's something I'm concerned about, or at least uh, that's something that I absolutely think they need to do better? Well, you know, it's game one. Uh, so it, it, it's hard to be too nitpicky. Um, I thought maybe here and there uh, the offensive line could have done a little bit better job, but um, you know, they gave, they gave Kellen time to throw. The only reason I say that is because we're playing Texas State. And it's nothing against Texas State, but, you know, next week we're going to be playing the big boys really quick. Um, I want Kellen to be able to sit back there and manage the game, be able to get the ball in the playmaker's hands um, like he needs to. I'd say if there was anything, that that's my knock. Um, but, again, thought they played well overall. Um, I guess that's my, my area of improvement, though. Trevor Knight with us here on the hotline. How about the defense, Trevor, when you allow eight yards to anybody? This is a, a low in the Elko-Jimbo era. They've, they've they've done a great job. They're the third in the country in rushing defense last year, but to allow eight yards against anybody is amazing. And then they only had five interceptions all last regular season in the first 12 games under Jimbo. They had four last night. You'll take that any day, won't you? 100%. Well, it's the same narrative that we started out with last year, and uh, our run defense is just incredible. And uh, eight yards on the on the ground is going to win you football games. I don't care who it is. And then taking the football away, winning the turnover margin. And I felt like every time I looked up last night when we were on defense, we're getting another pick, which is great in week one, right, moving into the rest of the season because that's giving those guys confidence. Um, you know, everybody gives DBs kind of the hack that they can't catch the ball and this, that, and the other. But they caught the ball last night, and they did it a lot of times. And, um, you know, that, that was fun to watch, I think. If we can be a team that stops the run and creates turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, puts the ball back in our offensive hands, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a really good, uh, really good little stretch for us. Really good little chemistry on both sides of the ball. Well, you know, you said okay, nothing against Texas State, but dot dot dot. Well, it was Texas State. So um, next week, <laughs> it's it's kind of a different situation. Next week, you got the national champions uh, on the road, so. Um, Based on what little you were able to glean or what little encouragement or whatever that you were able to get from last night, what are your thoughts on A&M's prospects in, uh, at Death Valley and, Clemson, and playing Clemson? Well, you know, the, it, it's stacked up against us. Like you said, they're the national champions. They, I think they've got one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in a long time. Um, we got to see them a little bit last year, right? Um, you know, I think one thing that we can benefit from is we did already play the home game with these guys last year. We've seen who they are. Um, you know, we, we've, we've been through that battle with them. Um, and we've got a week under our belt now with this new squad and, and had a lot of positive things come out. I'm not sitting here saying we're going to go up and just, you know, win the ball game because of how we played last night or anything like that. But 
if you go watch even the highlights from our game and, and their first game um, last night, I, I think that we outplayed them. Um, I think we looked sharper than them. Um, but Death Valley is a tough place to play. I'm excited for our ball club to go up there, and that's a, a big challenge ahead. But just like last year, we're in the game there till the end. I, I think we changed the narrative this year and stick around, make some big plays um, in a big-time game, and, and hopefully come out of Death Valley with a, with a win. And, you know, one last thing for me, I just got to ask you, you know, the way, going back to the way Kellen is progressing and, you know, I think Johnny Manziel was here uh, 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 yesterday and all those things. So if you're looking for a quarterback, do you just go to the San Antonio area now? <laughs> Steve McGee. Absolutely you do. Uh, this guy? It's the, yeah, I know. it's the honey hole, as they say. <laughs> it's the honey hole. So, yeah, you can go to Reagan. You can go to Kerrville, Tidy. Take your pick. You're going to find yourself a good quarterback. And, you know, just to add another one, Right in between Kellen and I was a guy named Ty Summers, who now plays linebacker for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers, and he had a pick six last night in their last preseason game. So wow. you know they can play any position you want. Just pick a quarterback from San Antonio and throw them on the field. They're going to do great. <laughs> right. That's good stuff. All right, my last thing, real quick, night, and we'll let you go. Is yeah, last year it, Travis Etienne's amazing, but he had 44 yards rushing against A&M last year. I think if I asked both of you guys if we could, if you doubled that, you'd take 88 to the bank right now and just and just go with that. But A&M does a really good job against the run. I think it's real again this year. Yeah, and I know their one dimension is incredible. If they're just one dimensional with Trevor Lawrence and company, that's still really difficult to raise your blood pressure. But Man, is that the key, though? Shut down ETN and then force them to be as one-dimensional as possible, even though it's awesome? 100%. On that side of the ball, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. If we can win the turnover battle and we can stop the run, we're going to put ourselves in a really good position to win a bunch of ball games, even at Death Valley against the reigning national champion. So you're, you're exactly right, Dave. Well, Trevor, we appreciate it very much, man. We'll try to get you again before uh, Clemson. That's going to be a heck of a matchup next week. Appreciate it, buddy. Fantastic, guys. Have a great one. Our thanks to Olin Buchanan and Trevor Knight. We'll spend a couple of segments with TexAg's co-owner and executive editor, Billy Lucci, with us next as we roll along in the TexAg's Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. Gabe Bach with you on the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. We continue to dive further into the 41-7 win over Texas State with Billy Lucci, Texags co-owner, joining us in studio. All right. What was your big your big takeaway, Billy? Overall, I, now we'll dive into it. Well, I think uh I think the biggest thing I don't know if there was one. I they came out and they they did kind of what I talked about. You know, you'd love them to come out and just blow the doors off a team and it's you know, 35 38 nothing at halftime and then you end up beating them 54 zip or something and this went about kind of like I thought it would. With with the exception of a couple things, but I mean just the way I thought it was going to be not I want to say a struggle. I thought it was just going to be a gradual pull away from AM. I thought with Texas State with what they were bringing back on defense, 10 starters off of you know, you say top 50 defense, were they one of the 50 best defenses in the country last year? No, but they were a top 50 defense, which means it was a good Sunbelt defense. That's with what like it was. seven seniors. Yeah, and seven seniors, 10 10 guys that started really good linebacker. I thought their two linebackers in particular were good. Um so it was about what I thought. It was, uh, you know, it, they A&M didn't look like a well-oiled machine on offense with new tight end, new running backs, and, and you know, losing your best offensive lineman, starting a true freshman at guard. It, it looked about like I thought. They looked good. They looked good on offense. They weren't just rolling up and down the field. I thought Kellen Mond looked better than anyone could have hoped for. I thought he looked terrific. Um, yes, and I, we weren't alone in thinking that. I think nationally, everybody was more surprised than A and M people were. I wasn't surprised. I'll tell you the one thing I was surprised with. I was very pleased, not even surprised, but my one thing was if I'm Zach Spavadol, I'm going to make Kellen beat me with throws down the field and and being real accurate and and not you know just pulling the trigger and going with it. I mean. Some of those throws he made were just spectacular, yes. jaw-droppingly accurate, including one of his incompletions that we um, we're all you know we all know about the the almost touchdown for Courtney. Thing of beauty. And the defense was better than I thought in terms of uh, in terms of coverage. You mentioned the interceptions, and remember somebody because here's you know we know the, we know the 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 contrarian mind here. Well, it was Texas State. You know, I heard. Oh, oh, those living in Austin. I heard. Well, no, those living here. Oh, right. Yeah, those living wearing maroon and white. Trust me, I've dealt with a million of them already. But (laughs) Kellen, you dealt with it. You know, Kellen. Well, Kellen only. You know, that's Texas State. That was the Longhorns. That's Texas State. Well, yeah, he also threw for four thirty, three touchdowns and no picks against Clemson. He also threw seven touchdowns, no turnovers against LSU. Like. He had four turnovers, a touchdown, or an interception today, and the deal is, I think it's now eighteen to two in his last. You know, since that, since that pick against Ole Miss, he's on an eighteen to two scores versus turnover streak. That's so, impressive. And and he Does that count TD runs too. Yeah. Okay. And he threw the ball, and I, I could be off by one. I know sure. it's two turnovers, and I know it's it's eighteen nineteen touchdowns. He. Those throws were perfect against anybody, where they were located and where the ball went. You know, I mean, that's what the velocity on the touch on them, whatever you want to call it. But then the other thing was the interceptions, right? So you say that, and someone said, well, it's Texas State, and I, I get it. I get it. You're not going to do that to Trevor Lawrence or, or Tua or m- many other SEC quarterbacks. But they also played last year Northwestern State and ULM. And even though they were really good on defense, they weren't great. That was a first-time guy on offense at UAB. You know, they could have racked up a bunch of interceptions in those in those football games. 
Ole Miss, I think, you know, had a lot of turnovers last year. They they could have racked up turnovers in those games. Arkansas stunk. Four in a game. I mean, so my point is their total, they played games where they had plenty of op- turnover opportunities and they finished the regular season with five picks. They had four picks last night. That That tells you, just like last year when Travion Williams ran well, when the tight end and Jay Sternberger was worked into the passing game, when Kellen looked like a vastly improved passer, when the secondary was letting guys from Northwestern State run a little too open for comfort. All those things kind of played out throughout the season. And to me, yesterday, one of those you know big things was defensive backs making plays on the football. We talked yes. about it the entire offseason. It was one of the things you hoped to see above all else yesterday. You hope to see a great Kellen Mond. You hope to see defensive backs making plays on the football. You hoped you you hope to see A and M not screw around and let Texas State hang around in it, which they never did. So no. I think the Game three the, the three big checks you did. Yeah, now, there were some other things you know sure. that we'll talk about throughout the show. Yeah. All right. Six nine three one one five zero is on the phone is our phone number. You can call or text the Commerce National Bank text line nine seven nine six nine three eleven fifty. Uh, you're talking about plays on the ball. The play that Leon made and the play that Ronnie Elam made were incredibly athletic plays against anybody, mm-hmm. and we we saw ten of those hit the turf last year. Yeah, right. No question. Which play was better? I think Elam. Yeah, I mean, a great one hand. It was catch. a great. It was a great play by Leon to kind of roll on that and yeah. not trap it. Uh, but that was just a horrific throw that just sailed, and it was kind of like just run up and intercept this if you can. It was a great play to intercept it. But I thought Ronnie's, he was in, like, great coverage. And then to go up and essentially, I mean, really one-handed that thing all the way down to his body. Yeah. I mean, that was a that was a terrific play. And then Miles Jones, of course, with two of them. Right. So. He had one in his career until last night. With Miles Jones and with Elam, is this a continuation of things you were starting to hear in August with the way they were playing? You know what? Not as much with Elam. I mean, I didn't hear he was playing bad, but he wasn't a guy that I was getting a lot of buzz on. And and But Miles Jones, yeah, and we saw it in the open practice. I heard about it in scrimmages. But the, the good news, and it's an un, I don't know this, but, you know, it's just like it'll. I don't know if they'll have Debbie on Renfro back next week or not. My theory is from doing this a long time, I would be surprised just because of the – the way Jimbo handled the question last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Debbie on Renfro might have as good a camp as anybody at corner. And then Blades, you saw Blades play a lot. Liked it. And, and yeah, so he you're going to have him, and then you're going to get Renfro back, and then Damani Richardson just played, you know, started his first game of his college career. So Blades and Richardson, where they could be – two, three games from now, five games from now, and then with Renfro coming back in and Miles playing the way he did and, you know, Elam as a nickel and Leon, all of a sudden, man, that all of a sudden you, you sit there and you go, there's a, there's a lot of upside for this secondary as the season yes. goes on. Now, we'll talk about – As the season turns. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, just drop that in. We'll talk about, we'll talk about Clemson so much next week, but right. – Beyond that, just moving forward throughout the season, you could see where I've been saying. I could see the secondary going from, you know, the the worst unit on the team last year probably to the most improved unit on the team this year. We'll have more with Luch next on the Texags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Back with Billy Lucci, Gabe Bach with you, Texags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Looking back on that opening night win on Thursday night, 41 to 7 over Texas State at Kyle Field. And looking ahead to Clemson, Billy Lucci with us here in studio. The first time since the win over Texas and Austin in 06. Yeah. That's the last time AM had as many as four interceptions. That's pretty wild. They had four that, that now that's wild because again, you go back and you say, Oh, the competition. Well, there's been since 06 in 12 years or 13 years now, there's been, you know, 30 games like that against inferior opposition. Vast, and that doesn't even count the conference teams. And it doesn't even count just, you know, your defense playing great. So that's that's probably the most interesting stat of the, of the night that I saw, in my opinion. Yeah. 
All right, six nine three eleven fifty. Quick check of the text Definitely line. Definitely textbook play of the day. By yeah, the, way. the the play of the DBs. Yeah, textbook play. Floco. Right. <laughs> That's Floco, as in like flow. She's got a ton. Yeah, it's Courtney Coco Floco Canadian collard. And we're not even She's getting into some collard. of that. We don't even talk about collard greens. When are we getting to that? Yeah, well, I have I mean, professors no, that call she... me collard greens. My friends call me all versions of Barbara. Like, I can't even. Why is that? I just pretty much answered. Why is that? Someone yesterday at the game, someone behind me goes, uh, Canadian. And I was like, yeah, I just, I'll answer to anything at this point. Why do they call you all forms of Barbara? My middle name is Barbara Ann. Can I call you Babs? Sure. That's what they call me. They call me Babs. They call me Barbie, but I'll have different versions of Barbie. So right now I'd be like Radio Barbie, but Mm -hmm. at some point I might be like Baker Barbie. Right now you're tired, Barbie. (laughs) No, I'm not. You look tired. I mean, you you guys were in here working until 1 a.m. last night. Yeah, that's true. But I'm doing good. Good. I like it when the last people that leave the office are the first people to get here. There's no need to yell. Let's point that out. So It's not me or you. Last night, I oh, go, you might have you. Well, no, Coco was here later than you. I talked to you on the Dalton phone. Dalton and Leah were here later than That's me. Right. You texted right. me like at twelve thirty, and and I was like driving home from running out after the game, and you were shocked that I called you, I and I was shocked that you weren't whispering like home and home, not wanting to wake up the family voice. But even when we did give Dalton crap, he was the last dude to leave and the first dude to get here this morning. And he but saw that. me get accosted. Leah in here. beat me, by the way. She was here later. Oh, okay. He saw me have to deal with. All sorts of just, I just, I don't know if there was a sign that said, it was a reality hey, TV drunken show. friends of Lucci come into the office and bother him after the game, but it happened. Wow. All right, Courtney, what you got? Okay, Sandy and I, she weighed in. She said she saw confidence with a little confusion, saw guys who spent time in the strength and condi- with the strength and conditioning coach and not at the burger bar. Freshmen who got their first taste of Kyle Field who can now settle in for the season. Refs who don't and won't call holding and blatant calls. And a team who has bought into Jimbo's philosophy and will be a force to be reckoned with. Excellent. Couple. I thought it was clean, man. That's what I really liked, yeah. too. Look it was the just the game. Yeah, like exactly. Sloppy. There was nothing sloppy about mm-hmm. AM's performance. I mean, they didn't. I don't remember m- missing a tackle. Flo Not very many. What else? Speaking of tackles. Shelton and Taylor said, I was happy to see O'Neal take the next step last night. Part of the run uh, part of the run defense being so stingy is predicated on lockdown pass defense. I think we're going to be good across the board on defense. One more. And Tag and Smithville said, Kellen's three biggest weaknesses last year were slow decisions, trouble with touch and accuracy on uh, over 20-yard passes, and um, feel for when to tuck it and run. My big takeaway from last night is Mon's progress is check, check, check for all three. And how about Calzada at number two, who... Uh, I won't go through all the text, obviously, um, but he's getting a lot of love. A lot of people super impressed by the strength of his arm yeah. and kind of thought, having a hard time thinking of someone who's had such a kind of cannon arm as as he showed us last night. All right. Move of the game presented by Crossroads Moving and Storage. Crossroadsmovingandstorage.com, Welburn Road and South College Station. Where are you going with that before the break? Move of the game. It's hard I'll, in a game like this. I get it. Yeah, that. I would say... Uh, A play, a moment, a coaching decision. Is a play a move of the game? I mean, it can be in a tight game, right? A game that tilts it one way or another. But this was over before it started. All right, I'll say the move of the game was Texas A and M's that little series right there. The momentum changing point in that game to kind of turn it into what it was and what we all expected it would be. A&M, second drive of the game, really nice touch. Corbin gets loose on a long run, nice touchdown throw, very well-designed play, and Courtney Davis is open across the middle, perfect strike, touchdown, gets the season started the way you want it to. Then Leon O'Neal gets a pick, and then you know the the beautiful throw to Courtney, just kind of even though it wasn't complete again, it was just like, okay, this – Everything's clicking in this passing game. And then they go down and score right there. 14 nothing. game over, first quarter. I mean, I know you come back from 14 in the first, but you knew. You yes. knew A&M was that they weren't going to let Texas State hang around or play around, and it was over in the first quarter, and everybody was really, I think, happy to see that. Move of the game, Gabe. It is. I'm 1-0 because I write it down. I'm thinking, I'm thinking okay. kind of in your mind. I'm in your head. 
And I was 13 and 0 last year. We remember this. I don't. I mean, that's the most absurd thing that you've said. 13 and 0. That's bull crap. No, it's bull crap. We followed it There's throughout no the way. year. No, it's absolutely Only you absolutely did, happened. Okay. That's, absolutely. I'm going to mark it down. Follow it I got year. it right here. Move, move the game. Here we go. Leon's pick. A&M had just scored first TD. O'Neal blew the lid off of Kyle. Led to the pat, long pass to Jamon, to Jamon, and then the touchdown out of the Jimbo set. What, is that what you're calling no. it? The Jimbo but Somebody set. texted My favorite him. part of the whole night <laughs> was Bobby Brown lining up at fullback. And then Dalen Mack. His, what did he say in his tweet? He's like, oh, I, I see here. Or yeah, something like oh, that. I, see. I see. Or something like, yeah. you don't say. It was, you, you don't, don't say. <laughs> oh, you don't and say. And I mean, you talk about a perfectly delivered one-liner. Is yeah. poor Dalen, and that's all he uh, ever wanted. And he was like perfectly built and suited for it. One guy was pissed when Gilly scored. Yeah, it was Dalen, yeah. probably. <laughs> then, then <you> <laughs> we'll close the show next by running down the games in the SEC that matter as we close the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile, and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Final segment of the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and it's time to run down the games that matter in the SEC. We'll pick four of them. 
number 16 Auburn against number 11 Oregon's by far the best game in the league this weekend in week one and definitely in my opinion the best game in all of college football 630 neutral site game at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington I was surprised to see this number that Auburn was favored by three and a half Auburn is starting a true freshman in Bo Nix at quarterback Oregon's got 11 returning starters on offense including Justin Herbert who's going to be one of the top three or four quarterbacks taken in next year's NFL draft. I think experience wins here. I believe Oregon wins the game. I'm going to take Oregon in the points. I think uh, I, Auburn, I, I was very surprised that they were actually favored at all, much less three and a half. So if you're going to give me points in this game, I've got to take the Ducks. I think they win it outright. The second game, Ole Miss at Memphis, an 11 o'clock game on Saturday at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium on ABC. Memphis is favored by five and a half points. I'm going to go Ole Miss here, not just to cover that five and a half. I I wasn't surprised Memphis was favored, but I think Ole Miss is going to be a little bit better than people expect them to be. And in fact, their offense might be a little bit of a work in progress early. I like Rich Rod there at OC, and I love Mike McIntyre as the defensive coordinator. I think they have pieces there. They've got two or three players on each phase. They were just completely lost last year defensively. I don't think they're going to be as lost this year. The transition to the 3-4 should work well for their personnel. Ole Miss wins the game. Give me Ole Miss and the points for sure. I think they win the game outright. South Carolina, North Carolina. Will Muschamp against his former boss, Mac Brown, when they were at Texas together. This is a 2-30 central time kick at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte on ESPN. South Carolina favored by 10, and I think they cover that. North Carolina has won, I think, five games in the last two years. Mac Brown's coming in, and even if he does, and I don't know if it's definitely not a given, but even if he is able to turn it around, it's not It's not going to happen overnight. He's starting a freshman quarterback, and South Carolina starting Jake Bentley. I think that's definitely a 10-point swing there. I don't love this game, Cox team, but I think they roll to a big win in this game in Charlotte, neutral side. That's going to be a fun one on Saturday afternoon. And finally, Georgia at Vanderbilt. This is 6.30 p.m. kick. Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville on the SEC Network. You know, Georgia's getting 22 or given 22. If you're going to give me that many points, and I'm Vanderbilt, I'm going Vanderbilt in the points. With what they have offensively and their offensive skill, and lips come out there catching the ball. I, I, I love their running back. I love their receiver. I love Pinckney, the tight end. They've got a quarterback grad transfer from Ball State. It's a lower level, but he's got a ton of options. Georgia is really good, really good, but I think they've got some question marks a little bit. Will they get it rolling right off the bat in the passing game when their leading returning receiver had 11 catches last year? It might take them a little bit of time, and because of that, stammering around a little bit, and it's in Nashville, although there are probably be more Dogs fans and Commodore fans there, I'm going to go Vandy in the points, but think Georgia wins the game. So there you go. We're off and running the 2019 edition of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Big thanks to Billy Lucci, Olin Buchanan, and Trevor Knight, our producer Dalton Hughes. Looking back on a 41-7 Aggie win over Texas State in the season opener on Thursday night, and next week, We are looking ahead to that big matchup at Clemson. A week from Saturday at Clemson against the number one and defending champion Clemson Tigers. So stay tuned next week as we continue to roll along in the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network.